Hey there friends, it's Nick. So listen, we're two days away from our 12 minutes with Seth Godin, in the interview. And what I wanted to do in the next couple of episodes is just give you a little introduction to Seth and his work, because I think the context is so important. And there's one reason in particular that I want to talk about the influence he's had on me. And you might recognize something actually, but, um, First of all, I mean, he's been around a lot longer than I've, you know, I've been reading and, and known of him. I first bumped into him, as I mentioned, in 1999 through his book, Permission Marketing. But if you go back another sort of 15 years in the mid eighties, Seth is working for a game software company. I think it was called Spinnaker or something. And he managed to, when he left that, he managed to invest some of his own money in this, this publishing business. Essentially, I think it was what they call book packaging, where, where effectively you've got a company that is looking at the market and looking for gaps in the market and then packaging, pulling together creative books that fill particular gaps. So if you look at his bibliography, a lot of the books he's listed as an author or a participant in, in the eighties are things like, you know, they did a, they did a series called if you're clueless about, and it was about investing and savings and pensions and stuff and things like that. But there was also student guides and kind of weird little dictionaries and, and stuff like that. And this publishing company, which I think he sold eventually, but it in, by the kind of the mid nineties, he's doing something different. He's, he's created a company called Yo-Yo Dine. Now, Yego Dine had $4 million worth, I think, of investment. And Yego Dine was, was based on the, the work that he later published as Permission Marketing, based on this core idea that we can turn sort of strangers into friends and friends into customers if we are collecting um, email addresses principally and getting permission to contact these people, like explicit permission. So we're, we're way away from spam. We're way away from the kind of the sort of direct letterbox kind of marketing kind of stuff. It's about sending people messages that they are expecting, that they want to have, that are relevant to them. And Yo-Yo Dine was, was collecting these email addresses through all kinds of online kind of stuff, I think. And eventually in the, in the late nineties. So not long after, actually, I started my business. Yo-Yo Dime was sold to Yahoo for $30 million. And Seth actually became, I think the, the, like the, the head of direct marketing for Yahoo. He went to work at Yahoo and I don't know what I don't know is whether the, that job, him, him taking that job was part of the deal when they bought Yo-Yo Dime. It might well have been, he might well have had to a bit, you know, a bit like when, um, when founders set out businesses to, 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 you know, big investment companies or funds or whatever, very often part of that deal is they have to work out a number of years, um, before they get their full money. So it may have been something like that, but one of the things that interests me, actually, I think about this a lot and I've probably mentioned this on the podcast, but Wendy and I, my wife and I, we talk about the fact that I will never retire. And it's really because I'm interested in what I do. I love stories. I love storytelling. I, I think work and the journey to mastery, which we've been talking about a bit over the past week or so is well, it's your life's work, right? If you find the right thing, it's your life's work. And what interests me is that for an awful lot of people, 
if they suddenly had $30 million land in their, their lap, particularly in kind of late 1990s money, that's the kind of thing where they can, they can stop, they can do whatever they like. And if they don't want to work anymore, they don't have to, right? It's, it's way more than you need to make that kind of decision. But that's the opposite of what Seth does. So he publishes this book, Permission Marketing in 1999, which is the first book that I really, as I say, that first time I came across him. And I was just entranced by this idea of marketing and, and selling of being something that's, that's not just about kind of bullying people or scaring people into buying the thing that you're selling. And tomorrow in the second of these little introductions, before we have the interview, I'm going to talk about three principles that I think are kind of clear, clear threads that run all through Seth's work. So you can get that kind of thing. But the point is he doesn't stop. In fact, for me, his real career begins after he's, um, sold Yo Yo Dime, where he starts to put these books out into the world, which are innovative and generous and hopeful and talk about marketing in a, in a way that I'd never heard it, it talked about before. And there's something else actually t related to writing, which I think is even more impressive. And for me is, is the kind of the meta lesson of Seth Godin, because if you look, you know, if you type Seth Godin into a search engine, apart from his website, you'll see hundreds, thousands of, of references to him and his work and. You know, I'm about to, in two days time, I'm about to have my thousandth podcast, right? And it, what that means is essentially I've almost been doing this for, for three years. Uh, in a couple of months time, it will be three years and a thousand is a pretty good number. I'm, you know, I'm pretty proud of that. But if you look at Seth's, <laughs> Seth's blog, he's got a blog where there were almost 9,000 posts, 9,000. That's extraordinary. And he posts every day which may sound familiar to some of you, he posts every day. And if you do the maths, which I've done, I've done helpfully for you at 9,000 a day and 9,000 in total, you know, if you did one a day, you'd be, you know, circling kind of 24 years. And I want us to think about that extraordinary commitment to consistency and generosity. You know, I've, I've heard him speak a couple of times when he's been in the UK and at the, I can't remember whether it was the first or the second, but there, there used to exist this massive, massive book. And this is years ago, probably 10, over 10 years ago, probably of like the first few years of his, of his posts. It was extraordinary. I had a copy for a while, but, but honestly, I got rid of it because it was just so huge. And that must be, you know, double or triple the size if you tried to print that now in a physical book. And this is the point, I think, um, you know, I've been talking about this road to mastery kind of thing, and he is just an example of someone who walks the talk. Cause even if you look at people's Wikipedia entries, or you look back into their, you know, their history, one of the things that, well, we say in storytelling, we say that, that action is character, right? And that's one of the reasons why every day for good or real, whether they're good or bad or whatever, I am posting a podcast. I'm posting something just like this. And sometimes it isn't so good and that's okay. Because for me, action is character. It's about commitment and consistency and long-term thinking. 
And, you know, maybe I've been doing this for three years, almost maybe in another 20 years, I'll still be around and I'll certainly be 20 years better, 20 years more experience, whatever that looks like. And the point is, if we keep projecting forward, if we keep honing our craft, if we keep on that journey, the work compounds, our insight compounds, our value compounds. And if I think about all the, the little steps forward and some steps back, but all the little steps forward I've made over the past three years, and then I multiply that out to, to 10 years or 15 years, or maybe even 20 years, who knows? There's so much value and depth here to get into, to discover, to learn. And I think that one of the most fantastic examples that he gives us is someone that despite the fact that, you know, 25 years ago, he got this $30 million payout. He stayed working. He stayed generous. He stayed. Yeah. He just stayed. And for me, that's a massive deal. And it's part of the reasons why he's earned such a huge amount of trust. Anyway, thanks for listening. Tomorrow, I'm going to talk about two or three themes that I think, as I say, really thread through Seth's work and are really powerful for us to understand. And then we'll have the interview. Anyway, thanks for listening. Remember that your story means business. And if you want to dig deeper into what I do, search online for story.business. Bye now.